It's time now to check in with our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Tom, you there? I'm here, Chris. Excellent. I continue on my journey to shine a light on some of the good people in America. This week, I was ready to head out to San Diego, California, because it seemed like it's the only place in the country that wasn't freezing cold. But just before I left, my agent, who has a mean sense of humor, got me a last-minute gig in the frozen tundra of Boston, Massachusetts. Have you ever passed out in a meat locker and when you came to, realized you'd gotten off a plane at Logan Airport? I have. When it's that cold, there's only one way to get warm, so I snuck into a small tavern in Mission Hill. It was just my kind of place, the kind of bar that looks like it should have been shut down a hundred years ago, where the customers are mostly retired drunks and off-duty police, where you can have a conversation without anyone looking over your shoulder because there's no chance anyone better would ever walk in. This is where I met an Irish bartender, Patrick, He's been the bartender here for the last eight years, and before that, he was a customer for 30. <laughs> he drank whiskey and Guinness every night and knew it was time to stop when his friends had to drive him home and they realized the bar was his home. I figured if I already lived here, I might as well get paid for it, he said. Have you ever had a bartender tell you about his drinking problem while he was serving you the very same drinks that caused his drinking problem? I have. His family immigrated to the U.S. in 1946. Patrick was one of eight children. There were so many kids that they had to share a bed, food, even clothes. The trick was to plan it out so you got the underwear on Friday and could keep it for the whole weekend. His father was no stranger to bars, which is why they never had any money. I don't blame him, he said. Our house was so crowded that if they let six-year-olds drink, I would have hidden a bar too. But he knows the damage that drinking can cause to a family and wanted to break the cycle. I don't have any children of my own, he said, but I make it my duty to cut off the men who do and send them home. I'm not always popular, but the guys in here never tip anyway. <laughs> have you ever drank so much Guinness in the middle of the day that you headed to the men's room and ended up on a park bench without your luggage or your coat? I have. I didn't know where I was, so I looked at one of those electric maps of the city. This city's so full of American landmarks, home of the Boston Tea Party, the Boston Massacre. It's a real colonial hotspot. Have you ever tried to retrace Paul Revere's midnight ride with no coat on and ended up having two Patriots fans save you from frostbite by pulling you into a bowling alley? I have. That's how I met Kevin and Donna. They've been married for two years and were dressed in the same New England Patriots jerseys and even worked together at the bowling alley. They wrapped me in a Patriots blanket and gave me a warm apple cider with some brown liquor in it that Donna called a don't ask, just drink. <laughs> Theirs is a real sports fan love story. They fell in love while tailgating at a Patriots game. Kevin had gone out for a pass, tripped on a beer, beer cooler, and fell into her plate of buffalo wings. One landed right in his mouth. Donna looked and smiled and said, how do you not marry a guy like that? <laughs> Kevin looked distracted. He's been upset about the rumors of Tom Brady not getting along with Coach Belichick. To him, it seemed like they had the perfect marriage. Donna said, I guess not everyone could be as happy as us. Maybe they would be if Tom stopped training so hard and ordered a plate of wings. 
Have you ever had a dream that you were stuck on a pig farm and you, when you woke up, you realized you had passed out in the shoe room at a bowling alley? I have. Why haven't they improved on those shoes by now? Bowling would be so much more popular if they didn't make us wear old vinyl doll shoes. And why do they have to share them with strangers? I don't want to make eye contact with anyone in a bowling alley, let alone share their shoes. I thanked Donna and Kevin and went on my way. They must have felt sorry for me because they let me keep the blanket. Have you ever tried to climb into one of those Boston duck tour boats that goes on the river only to realize the river is frozen and you're sitting in there alone in the snow? I have. That's a good way to meet the Boston Police Department. They were really nice to me and mistook me for a local. I guess if you want to blend in in Boston, being drunk in a Patriot's blanket is a good way to go. <laughs> they say that Boston is a charmed city, powered by the luck of the Irish, and I have to agree. Because all I had to do was mumble something about the bartender Patrick, and they were able to make my jacket reappear. That's it for me. Next week, hopefully, I'll be somewhere warm. But until then, this has been Tom Papa, out in America. Tom Papa, everyone. Thank you, Tom.